This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Todd and Friends Podcast, brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Greg Snow sitting in for Todd Bergaff. On a wonderful Thursday morning, and Thursday means Mike Grimm. Mike, good morning. Hey, Greg, how we doing? I'm hanging right in there. Say I listened back a little bit to a couple of shows ago. Are you guys still looking for Spencer's replacement? We are, yeah. we're um, Because of football season, um, the Gopher Radio Network uh, brass, those that will be making decisions, are really, um, at this point, really scrambling, as you might guess, as football gets close with sponsors and partners and um, getting everything implemented. I think that the search, uh, there's been calls made, I can confirm that, but I think the the um, interviews and where that would go will probably uh, really get going in earnest in early September. We've got some we've got some runway here uh, in terms of time. You know, the first game will not be till November, but um, uh, yeah, there's been a few uh, feelers put out. A few people have expressed interest, and um, you know, I think I think we'll obviously get to a, a point where where uh, somebody will will fill that position. But as of right now. I would call it a holding pattern until we get uh, football kicked off here. Well, that makes sense. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I heard that you said it's not a full time position, which kind of shocked me. You know, I thought that it would be right, and uh, so you're juggling some lives there, and that's got to make it even more difficult to find somebody that can balance a full time job and that. Yeah, yeah that that that's the that's the juggle, and even I mean, frankly, Greg, my job is not full time. Um, because what, uh, when you think about it, my duties with the Minnesota News Network, um, uh, you know, it's really two separate jobs. And so, um, it, it, um, while it's a great job, and this is not a complaint, I'm just, this is just the basics of it. Um, the, the college play by play world, it's really basically freelancing. Um, and then you do need other work. Uh, my buddy who did, has done Iowa games now for almost 30 years, he was a, he was a marketing director at a bank in Dubuque during that whole time, and um, he just retired from the bank about three or four years ago. So now um, he is only doing Iowa games, um, you know, and that's that's just not un- it's not that uncommon. The um, radio guy for Wisconsin did Milwaukee Brewers stuff as well, um, as well as a talk show uh, in Madison. So um, it, it's uh, it's a fun gig, but it, it it really is not a full time gig when you think about it. It's about fifty dates. And um, you get paid for those 50 dates. You know, you got 30 basketball, 13 football, some coaches shows. And for me, I got some daily updates and some other things that um, that fall on my plate. You know, Mike, that's more insight than I ever thought we'd get. And I appreciate that from you because a lot of people don't want to don't want to talk about that stuff. But this is real life, right? I mean, you, yeah, you yeah. can't just donate your time to everything. And, and I think the other side of the coin realizes that, right? It's like, well, we've got to find somebody that we can that can handle the compensation that we're willing to offer. So I, I'm guessing, yep. do you guys end up looking at both ends of the spectrum? Somebody, Because fr- I heard you say Spencer was fresh out of college when you hired him, or maybe on the back end where they're semi-retired. Yeah, I, th- I think that it's likely going to be a younger person. I, I would say someone who's played, it's almost certainly going to be a former Gopher player, um, and I would think that it would be someone who's played somewhat recently. Part of why Spencer was attractive at the time we hired him was because he played for Tubby Smith. Tubby was the coach, and we thought he could offer some unique insight uh, into that. Obviously, he then, you know, obviously stayed for 14 years 
I wish he would stay longer. We have struck up, uh, you know, just a tremendous friendship because we spend a lot of time together. Um, but his kids are seven and five, and um, his real job, his work job, um, he is moving up the food chain. He's he's successful at it, and it, it, it's um, it's pulling him away. It, 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 you know, if you want to be good at your real job, sometimes um, you got to hammer out these sixty-hour weeks, and then all of a sudden you throw another twenty-five-hour-a-week yeah. job in there, and you got to say, um, I can't do that if I also want to go watch my kid play basketball or my daughter, you know, play basketball, my son or whoever. So, um, so that, that was his decision and we'll see. Um, but it, it's interesting you say that because, um, we, we have, um, I, I talked to someone else, um, who wasn't interested in it, but someone who said, Hey, I know this guy used to play. I bet he'd quit his job to take this. And I'm like, Nope, can't do that unless you want to work for basically nothing. Right. Um, you need your job. And then this is kind of, you know, it's almost like a high school coach, right? You're a teacher, yes. maybe, or you're something else. And then um, the the coaching part takes up a lot of hours, but it's not a full-time job. Unless you're at, you know, some private school that's got big money, and then, hey, go coach football and we'll pay you big dough. But, um, you know, for, for I would guess most coaches out there, they're, they've got – they're not just coaching football or golf or what have you, right? Well, Mike, I – as you know, I think I mentioned to you before, I'm a high school basketball official, and a lot of people don't realize that the college basketball officials, they all hold full-time jobs, and then they're flying out uh, the next morning or yeah. going somewhere. I, I have a friend from uh, Brainerd who, you know, he's in the financial world, and he can do his job remotely, but he's gone a lot during that time. So it's not a full-time gig that people would expect. You know, they hear the numbers that they're getting paid, and they're like, no, these guys are all holding full-time jobs. So Almost yeah. the entire college world. I, do you get to know the college football officials at all? Do you get to chat with them or no? Not as much football. Um, I know, uh, of course, uh, Mike Cannon from Hutchinson. I don't think he and I have ever talked. He is like the he, he, he has been for a number of years the top Big Ten football referee from Hutchinson, Minnesota. Yes. He retired. He is uh, he hung up the whistle. He's going to go into now a more of an advisory role for the Big Ten. Um, Bill Carollo is the Big Ten supervisor of officials. I talked to him at Big Ten Media Day uh, in Indianapolis last month about uh, Mike stepping aside, and he's like, "Oh, he's stepping aside, but he's still gonna, you know, be part of the Big Ten and, and do things." I've never met him. I would like to at some point. Uh, Basketball is a little different because of where we're positioned on the court. Um, I've gotten to know some of those guys pretty well. Ed Hightower, uh, who I know a lot of people recognize that name, oh, he yeah. also retired. Um, and Ed was a longtime guy. He is from the St. Louis area, so I actually got to know him before I got the Gopher job. Uh, I would have him on my radio show a couple times a year down in St. Louis, and then when I got the Gopher job, we um, stayed connected because oftentimes, you know, I'd be courtside and he'd be doing a Gopher game, and you know, we'd uh, you know fist bump and talk. And then uh, at the Big Ten tournament in Chicago, he was sitting courtside um, as a as an as a um, observer, uh, you know, and an advisor of officials. And um, it just so happened that we were positioned next to each other for um, almost an entire day of basketball. And I just had just a, a tremendous day. I, I mean, Ed is a great guy. He's a, as you mentioned, they're not, you know, now, look, Ed worked enough games. If he only wanted to do college basketball games, I, I think that that we probably could have paid the bills, um, you know, because it's not, um, you know, they're, they're making a pretty good, uh, significant. If you, if they're, you not more, they're not yeah, on food stamps. They're not on food stamps. Yep. Not um, we're not it's we're not talking you know fifty five bucks or whatever it might be for for a high school ref. These are I'm getting you know they're four digit nights probably yes. most nights yep. at, at, at the Big Ten level, and you're doing a hundred or hundred and twenty games. You're, you're you're okay anyway. Ed 
uh, Dr. I call him Dr. Ed because he is a doctor. He's a PhD. He's a super. He was a superintendent of schools at Edwardsville, Illinois, uh, which is Metro East St. Louis. And um, he's just a tremendous guy. Uh, I love the guy, and we had such a such a fun time at the Big Ten tournament. Um, and uh, and and so I yeah I get to know the basketball guys I think a little bit better. Larry Scarato was a longtime cop. He was a police officer, detective. Um, and um, Larry had a couple of bad calls go against the Gophers, and um, he uh, he he, had, he and I and Spencer had some fun with that. Uh, it was a few years ago. It was a bad call at Wisconsin late in the game. Don't want to get into it too much. Um, and then we had him in the very next game against Purdue, and we saw him in the hallway before the game, and we're just joking around a little bit. And I said, hey, you owe us one, just kind of joking. And, um, you know, he probably could have taken that the wrong way, but he took it good, good-naturedly. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, made another couple bad calls to screw the Gophers. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, he was, he's, he's a very good official. But, um, and I have fun with that. I know some people – uh, uh, get irritated by it. it, but in my for me, it, it is mostly uh, in good natured fun when I do some of that. Obviously, I get irritated sometimes. I'll say, "Hey, they the, the Gophers caught a break." You know, it is what it is. But I have gotten to know some of those guys um, and and uh, enjoy their conversation. And they're very good about. I I don't know. I I hope people appreciate the fact uh, that if 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 I do comment on an official uh, or an official's call or whatever, um, I I do take some pride and I think I have a. A, a good grasp of, of the rules. I, I know the rules. I can explain it. Um, and a lot of that is because of oftentimes before a game, I, if something comes up in a game I've seen on TV or in a game I've done, those guys are very good. I'll just say, you know, hey, Paul, Paul Zelt, for example, uh, and he'll look over and I'll say, come here, i got a question for you about this rule or that rule. And so I do work on that, and they're very good about um, saying, oh, yeah, well, here's here's why this is ruled. And I'd say, that doesn't make sense. And they'll be like, yeah, but this is why. And I'm like, oh, that does make sense. All right, very good. And so, um, yeah, we, we have uh, we have a love-hate relationship, I call it. Mike, I've listened to you. You're very professional. You have every right as a gopher broadcast guy to say some things. And, again, it's when, when <laughs> I've always said, and when we go back and listen to people, Mike, that talk about us at the high school level, we always say, just don't make it personal. Don't go yeah, after us yeah. that we're that we're trying to screw a team because that's n- absolutely not what we're doing. Of course, we, we don't well, that, care. That, that, that's the one thing I've always said, and and again, a lot of it is just uh, it may not even like some of what I do. Justin Garden, I've had this conversation because um, I, I will describe a play just as I see it, and sometimes I'll describe the play and have no intent on making. I'll say maybe something like uh, the guy with the dribble, he bounces in, goes up through contact, and scores. And that's just accurately describing the play. And I think, and I didn't have any intent. My intent there is not to say, well, the ref should have blown the whistle. Right. I'm just describing the play. I think some people, uh, oh, he comments on the refs every play. I'm just describing it. You know, uh, goes through contact, the hip check, whatever. I don't care. It's fine. I'd right. rather they not call stuff, you know, uh, move along with the game. Um, but I think people think that sometimes. There, of course there are times where Spencer and I will get a little testy. However, I will challenge, I've, I've issued this challenge before, if anyone can find in any of my 17 years of broadcasting where I've said that a ref has cost the Gophers a game, I will give them all of all of my yearly salary for this coming season. I'll give them all. <laughs> if they can find at any point oh, that boy. A, go, a, a, a referee has uh, cost the Gophers. I don't believe that that is the case. I don't believe there's a conspiracy. Um, and, and really, if you listen enough and really close, Spencer and I have talked about this off the air, um, we, we think you know, it's not 50-50, but there's been a lot of times where we've commented and said, oh, man, the, re- the Gophers caught a break there. 
right? And I yep. just think it's part of our job to a lot of people are in their cars or they're in their garages or they're, you know, maybe watching a different game on TV. They're not watching, so we have to be the eyes a little bit. And I think I wouldn't be doing my complete job if I didn't accurately describe everything we see. And sometimes that might include um, a call that either went for or against the team we're broadcasting for. I didn't mean for this to go down to the ref integrity road, Mike. I, I didn't see that happen. I'm no, sorry. No, I'm sorry, but but I love how you describe that stuff. I have one more question about Ed Hightower. Yes, I had heard that yeah. he was a superintendent of schools. Have you ever got a chance to talk about what did his schedule look like? Did he leave school at three o'clock and fly somewhere? How how did that all work for him? That is a. I have not, and that's a heck of a question because most of that time. Uh, maybe not most, much of that time was before, well, all of that time was before COVID, where, you know, now it's it's generally accepted in many industries where you can work from home much of the time now, right? We've yep. just changed with the world. Uh, most of, all of his time was pre-COVID, and much of his time was before you could even, you know, uh, the, the internet wasn't even around before, right. what, 1995? Right. I think Ed started in 1983. So it's a heck of a question, and I don't know, uh, I mean, and that was, you know, even cell phones really weren't what I would call um, prevalent. You know, everyone would yeah. have one until what two thousand probably. Yes. Um, so, so how is he? I, I, that's a hell of a question because how? Yeah, how is he the superintendent of a school when he's doing a hundred Big Ten games a year? You know, going from West Lafayette, and because here's the thing: how, you do a game on Tuesday in West Lafayette, you're likely going to have then a game on Thursday in Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, are you getting back to? Edwardsville, Illinois. That's a good question. I'll have to ask Ed that at some point. Yeah, um, just if but, you uh, can, Mike. Let's uh, let's get that on the show in a couple months or three months or six yeah. months. Where it's like I would, I was super interested. I know how it works for Luke Schumer now because he's he's my good buddy from Brainerd. We he actually started officiating with us. He's an absolute stud, yeah. and he has to fly in early now and be on site. But he can sit in his hotel and work for six hours, you know, and yeah, get, get and, stuff and be, done. Yeah, because a lot of that now you can you can work remotely. Spencer, he did, you know, he uh, from the when he started to uh, now after now that he's done, um, that the time he spent on the road working just uh, just blew up, right? Yeah. He, he spent most of his time in his hotel on his laptop and on his cell phone, uh, you know, doing you know uh, doing his job of software sales, you know, to uh, to companies and his clients and and doing all that. So that that's for sure. And I know there's, like in the Big Ten, I think a lot of those guys, because there's some proximity there, they try to set their schedule up where they can even just drive it from, oh, you sure. know, you could drive, do, do a game in Madison on a on a Tuesday, um, spend the night in Madison, hop in the car Wednesday morning, and maybe even get to Minneapolis and do another game, right? And then hop in the car again and move on from there. So it, um, you know, it, uh, and I know there was, there was a guy from Iowa, I forget his name, he 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 flew his own plane. He, oh, he was boy. his own pilot. He he'd fly from game to game and um and and do it that way too. He had a small a small plane that he would fly. Sure. And he was a pilot and a ref. Those were his two hobbies. And I'm like, boy, talk about how much fun is that That's, combining your two favorite things into a profession? Almost. It's a know? nice double dip right there, uh, Mike. Yeah. Right. We only got about four minutes left, so I'm only going to ask you one football question. I'm going to let you just go <laughs> for it, okay? I I yeah. saw an article that said. Why are people sleeping on the Gophers? Do you feel that they're sleeping on the Gophers this year for in football, or do we still have some things to prove? Um, I, I think I'm going to say I, I'm going to fall in the middle of that. Um, I, I think the Gophers are going to be a really good team. I think part of why they're picked third by most people, I think that's a fair assessment, frankly, 
And it isn't an indictment on the talent of the team, the roster of the team, or how good I think they'll be. It's simply based on the mathematics and the pathway um, of the schedule. The Gophers play both Ohio State and Michigan this year. Those are two playoff teams from a year ago. Iowa plays neither. So, listen, you're starting with almost a two-game deficit there, and you have to play at Iowa, uh, where you haven't won if you're Minnesota since 1999. Uh, Wisconsin plays Ohio State, but not Michigan. Um, Now, uh, Iowa does play at Penn State, so maybe it's not a two-game difference. Minnesota does not have to play Penn State, so there's some things there. But I think it's mostly based on schedule, quite frankly. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of what the uh, what you know I don't and I wouldn't call it a lack of respect I, I don't I don't take that as a slap in the face on the Gopher side that people have picked them third um, honestly they could finish fourth you know if yeah. they stub their toe at the wrong time that said um, uh, PJ's called it an opportunistic schedule I agree with that and it could be a really fun year if these guys. And this, uh, play at a high level, that's for sure. I mean, think of, think, of, think of some of the fun we could have. Mike, I'm hearing that the wide receiving core is really good. Uh, are you seeing that? No question. This, uh, You know, the 2019 wide receiving cores, you know, when you had Tyler Johnson, uh, you had uh, Rashad Bateman, and you had Chris Altman-Bell, that, that trio was incredible. I don't think this group has that high-end talent, but they are absolutely five deep. And I think they might play some, you know, people will have to wipe their eyes. But I think they're, we're going to see some four-receiver sets here with this new group and with uh, the quarterback now with the arm talent that that young man has. Um, and I think that's going to be an exciting thing. So, I, yeah, they have two transfers. Elijah Spencer, uh, he comes in from Charlotte. He was the Conference USA Freshman of the Year. And they have Cordy Crooms, a kid from Western Michigan, to go along then with Altman Bell, Daniel Jackson. And then, look, Lamecki Brockington, every practice I go to, he makes one or two catches where you're like, holy cow. And he was the kid who, who scored the 45-yard touchdown uh, to go ahead at Wisconsin, his first career touchdown, where he just ran away from everybody down the middle of the field. Um, so I think he's an emerging player, too. So that's why I think they're five deep there. And, um, look, if the quarterback, if the coaching staff and the quarterback can get to the point where Ethan Kaliakmanis, um, with his arm talent, and that, that, that's unquestioned. There's no, there's no in, you know, there's no in between on that. His arm talent is incredible. Now the question is, can the coaches get him to, um, the point where, all right, here's the read, here's where you got to throw it, get it to somebody on time, on target, all those things. And if they can get him to play toward his ceiling, uh, this is going to be a really, really special year. There's no doubt about that. So do you feel like they're going to throw the ball more? Is that kind no of? No question. Okay. Yep. yep. Yep, I think they will. Yeah, I, I mean, I say that like no question, like no question. Um, I think, I think they, I think they have to. I think they have to throw the ball more. Yep, I sure do. Um, and and it, to take advantage of the, you know, the, the reason they ran the ball a lot was because that was the strength of the team. Uh, the strength of the team has shifted a little bit now. They don't have Ibrahim, and um, they've yep. got a quarterback who they think is um, look. His arm is electric. There's no doubt. And so, like I say, the question is really now going to be, can they get him to get to his ceiling? Yeah. Well, Mike, I'm excited for the football season to start. Uh, also, a side note is that if you guys get to game one of basketball and you don't have anybody, you have my cell phone. I'll, I'll, I'll drive <laughs> out. I'll, I'll probably do the first game pro bono, and then you guys can decide if you need to pay me or not. But you just call me. I'll drive out and make it happen. How does that sound? Man, I, I think, you know, we can put you in the mix. I think <laughs> we could probably have... We could have 28 guys do one game each. And there, we'll you go. there you go. There you go. They maybe could get everybody, all of us to do it pro bono and save a ton of money. You never yeah. know. 
Yeah, don't be saying that too loud. My boss, if he's listening, he's in on that. Anything to save a nickel. You know? I understand. Well, that's Mike Grimm. Mike, thanks so much. Appreciate your uh, always, coming always coming helping us. Yep, always enjoy it, Greg. All right, Thank thanks, you. Mike. Uh, this is uh, Greg Snow sitting in for Todd Regeth here on the Todd and Friends podcast. That's Mike Grin. We had a great time. We hope you all have a wonderful Thursday. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.